This is the Skeptical Student Show, created as a part of Podcast Lab by India Film Project in association with Anchor by Spotify. You can always listen to the episode on Fast Forward and follow the podcast to never miss new episodes. And while you're at it, don't forget to rate the podcast a five star. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to yet another episode of the Skeptical Student Show. Today, I have with me a fellow Skeptical student. Ishan Pandey, a first-year undergrad at Ashoka University who is planning to major in history and international relations. Welcome to the show, Ishan. Uh, hi, Gavish. Thank you for inviting me. The pleasure is all mine. Problem pinpoints in Seeking Solutions segment. And diving straight into the mess. I know you are as skeptical as me when it comes to the question of election over education and hence you are here. So, do you think we have actually prioritized elections over education? Well, I have my own doubts about this statement. The truth is that we are somewhere in the middle. We have held elections last year and we are going to have big elections this year. The truth is that no matter how much we try to deny it, education has gone online. And it is going to stay like that for a while. In countries like US where they actually opened the schools, it still did not help them. The number of cases was super high and they had to close them again. And even in India, until and unless students from the age of 12 to 17 are not fully vaccinated, there is no point in opening schools. And even then, there are the toddlers who are at the risk. So there is possibly no way we can actually open schools anytime soon as far as elections are concerned genuinely i think there has been some sort of problem with the way elections are being conducted and i would definitely like to discuss more about it yes so what would be your final say which one ranks higher education or election i think as of now elections are our government's top priority not because education is not important but I think 2024 is pretty close and that's where our government's neck is. That's what they're trying to prevent. And we had heard from news recently that Delhi's chief minister, Mr. Arvind Kejriwal, had announced on 4th January via Twitter that he had been tested positive for COVID-19. After conducting various rallies, wherein he was found making promises to the people without a mask. Also, Prime Minister Mr. Narendra Modi had recently organized a task force meeting against COVID, but he was found giving a speech in crowded grounds the very same day. So if this isn't hypocrisy, then what is? I think last year's West Bengal elections, I heard a statement. That was what Modi ji said. <laughs> yes. And and he was at this massive rally. And apparently there were crowds up to some sources. There were crowds in thousands. The official election commission allowance was 500. We'll come back to that later. But essentially, they have held big rallies. And they will continue to do so until unless something stops them. And the election commission is trying to play that uh, buddy Joe, you know, who texts me party, but then doesn't show up. 
election commission is like that dude what we really need to understand here is that for them it's just an election and it doesn't matter again on covid hobby or now in fact amit shah got covid but he still recovered and then went back yes to campaign exactly and then you contrast that what modi ji said that main jahan dekhta hu mujhe log hi log dikhte hain then you just contrast it with us din ke number of cases it was the highest and then you then you see the irony that yes yes all points well made and also when we are talking about the guidelines of the election commission not being followed so what leads to these guidelines being disobeyed i mean how on earth can someone go against the independent body of the election commission which is vested to have so many powers but still people choose to go against it and no specific action or no prominent action is taken what would you say about that power corrupts and great power corrupts greatly i think that it was something like that this quote what it took from this was that if you are are in power no these independent bodies kind of do have your own ways to control them i won't make such a claim at all but let's just look at election commission's guidelines let's talk about last year 2021 we had elections in west bengal in tamil nadu and kerala these were the three major states and these were the states where after elections we saw a very high rise in cases the election commission did not issue any guidelines until april when the second wave actually hit in its full force and even then the supreme court on like april 13th asked them to do something about it and so they held meetings with party people and stuff like that yeah chalo let's let's do some compensation you know during that time they said nothing they just did their meetings and said that you should follow our covid protocols and we all know what that, what happens to that yes then after 10 days on april 22nd 2021 the supreme court asked them you know better measures now by the time it was april 22nd only 4 days were left to the campaigning period so the damage that had to be done was done and their new guideline says that 500 people are allowed to meet okay now explain me in what way can 500 people not cause covid then oh the drama doesn't end here the chief election commissioner resigns and then a new person is appointed in the middle of the whole election cycle so if the election commission wanted to they could have stopped this that sounds extremely tragic and i think even one person can cause covid so what is the point of allowing a meeting or association of 500 why not cancel the entire thing in the first place right last from the past segment speaking of election commission i know that you are a part of your college's election commission so would you like to talk about that or how has your experience been at ashoka the election commission basically i'm still working there the elections have not been held uh, yet i'm really looking forward to the election cycle uh, what i really liked about ashoka and especially the election commission was the fact that there is a high amount of political integrity as to that we are as the election commission we obviously have to stay neutral but even the other political parties and the other political entities these are very respectful of the institutions even the student government so the experience there has been good and i've liked it and if if i get another chance i would like to host another election cycle i mean elections have been pretty close to my heart when i talk about this topic that how 
education has been neglected yes i think it has been but there is a little part of me which loves elections so it's kind of an internal dilemma great all the best for whatever you do with that and also it turns out i ended up calling you for the best episode that i could have possibly called you for the elections episode right problem pinpoints and seeking solutions segment So do you think 2022 will be any different than 2021 as a year because if we see we don't really learned anything from our mistakes and aren't we repeating them will it be different i think there were i really felt good there were like fresh hopes when the new election commission for this year they issued guidelines that you can only host online events online campaign online rallies so all these states punjab uttarakhand up goa etc manipur so these states are going to have a, a very virtual campaigning and i think they came up with this thing where they'll just text the link to everyone's number and they can directly join it now this kind of works this virtual rally thingy is going to harm a lot of small parties because now their vote in urban centers will be reduced but again the big parties will have no reach in the rural regions there will be on ground campaigning although it could be in the form of door to door which follows all the covid guidelines but again you can't really detach campaigning from elections how this year will be different i definitely think that election commission has learned something so let's see how that works out on a personal outlook i would say that this year looks a bit hopeful hopefully a bit hopeful because it's been 2 years since covid and i think we all need a break Yes I agree with that and talking about 2021 last year Rahul Gandhi had cancelled his rallies and in response to that other leaders had criticized him saying that ha 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 you anyway did not have any chance of winning so what's the point of cancelling so is that justified according to you to say that he cancelled his rallies because of covid i mean yes officially he did but i don't think that's that's how things work in politics your end goal is power but then if something goes wrong you blame it on you know like good things that oh my god yeah i was following covid all right without making it any more political i wanted to ask do you think night curfews and weekend curfews make sense night curfews don't weekend curfews do for the simple reason that nobody really goes out at night weekend curfews yes they do make sense because most people go out on weekends weekend curfew or these little little curfews yeah either you do a full weekend lockdown just like keep everything shut e- even in the weekend curfew they don't shut everything yes exactly the inability to take extreme stands is actually harming us all in the long run and apparently education can adjust but not politics exams can be postponed but not election rallies what is your opinion about that yeah i think i went through a very bad time to do that okay so this is i think april 13th and uh, 10th boards get cancelled and i'm in class 12th so i'm expecting ki hopefully my board will get cancelled and they don't and then they do but after one and a half months so i'm studying like a dog for one i was in the same boat and then I'm, yeah exactly and then i'm studying for one and a half months like a dog there is no boards okay and i'm kind of happy because as a student it's your natural instinct to be happy if there are no exams but you know i've studied for one and a half years it's not even one year it's more than that 
So you could have done it pehle. And prioritizing politics, definitely the people who are making decisions are politicians and uh, they don't want to close their own shop. So until that is on, then everything can happen. And I think online learning has has been bad, pretty bad. Nobody was studying, but definitely they have, they have prioritized elections and that is for their own goal. And yeah, education can go and eat whatever donuts they do. You talk about studying for one and a half months, but I ended up studying for 1.5 years, which is actually more than the normal session. And when you say that not a single child studied during online classes, I think I would take offense to that because I did. Oh, really? Oh, that's great because then you really have some great skills because <laughs> know, right? it's impossible to even concentrate in that environment. Yes, we actually did an episode about that and how online education actually requires you to have some sort of willpower over yourself. So since you talked about how online education has been bad, will it be okay to open up institutes according to you? I don't think we can open any sort of institutes because most things have shifted online. It would become like saying, ki, you know, you can allow 500 people because again, if you're opening one, then you should open others. I mean, how is uh, some colleges education superior over the others? You can see DU's example, they kept their colleges closed for so long. Don't even get me started. But the private colleges are still working, right? So this disparity should not exist. Either you properly do a full lockdown and keep it closed. But again, you know, they can't. Because if you remember, our economy is going down 2017. We are just in deep mess and it has become funny now. So... What we can do is just talk about it on a podcast and then laugh. That That's all we can do now. Oh God, that's actually hurtful. Oh no, 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 no. I'm not trying to hurt you. It's just, it's just I'm telling you how no. desperate we are as a whole general. Obviously, I'm not questioning your intentions, but that actually hit hard. Coming to my next question, who should be held accountable at the end of the day? Should it be the political parties? Should it be the leaders of these parties? Or election commission? Or the Supreme Court, according to you? There's this very nice phase. Uh, jungle mein mor nacha kisne dekha? This situation is pretty similar to that. We don't know. You know, we, we there is no clear boundary. We can't see who has done this. It's very complicated. There, even with the oxygen crisis, the states were blaming the center. The center were blaming the states. This was a pretty good fight. They were fighting over stupid things while people were dying. And they can continue to do so. They have the energy to do it for centuries i mean they go every day and face an arnab goswami debate they have the energy to do that they can do anything and so we can't blame the politicians because i mean we should blame the political culture which has become more corrupt they've kind of found their way through these independent institutions uh, like the courts or the election commission things like these so now what they can do is influence them like simple question why did the election commission allow elections in West Bengal, especially such massive rallies? And even more so, why in eight phases? Uttar Pradesh is being conducted in five phases. Fair question. Yeah, they're doing it in five phases, which, which is actually a very big state. And West Bengal in eight phases, because it's clearly that one political party wanted to maximize their advantage and it's okay, but... Again, it's not just the political parties or the politicians who are bad. Even these institutions have been compromised. I don't think we need to write another constitution. All we need is just some aware thinking. I think people, if people can really see through 
if people can see through identity politics then they can probably look at development we really have our institutions to be blamed just not the politicians because politicians have always tried to destroy things they've always tried to do something you know some some sort of a khurafat to get some political edge but it has been these institutions including the media which has stopped them but this time none of these institutions are trying to do anything like the media is just i don't know what the media is now we can have a separate episode about that exactly we can so i would just stop my rant here then you can ask the next question hopefully the other pillars of democracy are just not in balance i think we need to strengthen them and only people have the power to strengthen them and having said that the people are the real ones who are to be blamed isn't it um, not really the people who we are talking about are just sitting at their homes they can't go out but they are going to the rallies right yeah they are I, they are going to the rallies anyway it's just like you know life is so boring no that even if there is a rally nearby well, just go and attend no? i think i can tolerate being bored to death but i'm not attending an election rally anytime soon response segment All right in this segment we have a response to discuss upon by a listener so the question which i had put was shall we be practicing the right to vote if we cannot fully practice the right to education that is shall we be going to vote when we are unable to go to schools and colleges so a responder had said the two are very different from each other and we already know that right to vote it has the power to bring change after all i think we can't really give up one for the other so what do you think about the question and the response the response was that was the same thing which i was thinking that if you actually need to reform education you can just go out and vote and decide who you want to vote for decide who's the best choice for you even in my college and stuff my most important aim is to make sure that there is a high voter turnout because there is no point in conducting a free and fair election if there are no voters so it automatically is unfree and unfair great two wrongs don't make a right and what is your opinion about virtual rallies and contesting elections through the online medium yeah i think as someone who has sit behind a screen for quite a while virtual rallies are the next new thing after virtual classes and virtual lectures and stuff like that my only concern was will they be really virtual because for you to conduct also virtual rallies you need to spread the message out i mean yeah they have said that they're going to send texts and stuff like that but again for you to actually work on the ground you need some sort of a party machinery there you need some sort of workers working on the ground and that automatically defeats the whole purpose apart from that i uh, genuinely think that there are a lot of people who still don't have access to internet or have smartphones and so i don't think digital divide is real exactly yeah great moral of the episode and moving towards the end of this episode i would want to hear from you your last words as the moral of this episode i mujhe laga ki tu bol raha hai your last words only pata nahi kya hone wala hai mere ko oh god there's not much i can do from here though what i would like to say concluding this whole debate or this dis- discussion debate <laughs> we didn't even get started on the debate uh, i mean yes it's a discussion in conclusion i would like to say that 
no matter what we do we have evolved around stories we have evolved around interactions we have evolved around discussions and shifting all that online has taken a big toll on us what we can do really here is make sure that education smoothly transitions there have been development in which are organizing education in a better way and yeah politics politics will just go on the way it does education has to be prioritized and someone has to do it great i agree supplementary segment and as a part of the last segment of our in which we give something back to our listeners to remember this episode by it can be anything of value and particularly for this episode i would recommend you to check out an article which is titled global overview of covid-19 this article contains the list of the countries which had postponed their elections during covid-19 and ishan would you like to share anything of value with the listeners article by the economist I was a bit unsettled a bit kind of nervous how I'll change with this pandemic but once the whole thing kind of turned out to be a very long affair I understood that okay maybe this is this is the new normal and in that state of panic I read this very nice article by economists they also have a youtube channel where they summarize their articles and this was basically about covid-19 how life is not going to be same ever again personally i have come to terms with the fact that this really is the new normal and for anyone who is willing to check out the supplementary segment stuff the link to the article and the video will be made available in the episode description lastly thank you so much ishan for taking out time and agreeing to do this it was a pleasure and it was wonderful to have a discussion with you thank you so much i loved it thanks all right so if you think we missed any point or if you would simply want to stay connected you can follow me on instagram i am called gavish raptor with at the rate g a v i s h underscore r a p t o r ishan how can the listeners reach out to you yeah i think the same way my instagram is underscore ish dot ish i hope they get it varna we can have them and written down somewhere <laughs> all right let me go and follow you and then i can possibly tag you in my story yep that works thank you so much everyone for tuning in today and don't forget to tune in next week for a fresh episode you were listening to the skeptical student show by gavish raptor created as a part of podcast lab by india film project in association with anchor by spotify